0: let everybody know we already talked about all of this except for somehow I forgot to record it so my bad Don't worry. so yeah everybody we're talking about the third chakra and how that affects our uh, sense of self-worth depression our energy levels
1: yeah the true sense of self
0: so if you're imbalanced you could potentially have an underactive uh, energy system in that area where you would have Lack of confidence, uh, feel helpless, low self-worth, can't make up your mind, and you feel purposeless. Yes. Or potentially you could be overactive, and you might be feeling uh, anger, aggression, you might be controlling, you might be judgmental and critical, and stubborn.
1: Agitated. Agitated. Irritated. (laughs) Craving sugar. (laughs)
0: Or you could flip back and forth between these two states,
1: mm-hmm. and just that would like manic.
0: Yeah, that's just like a car flying down the road at sixty miles an hour that spins out on the ice and just starts wobbling back and forth. Can't get it back under control, which then, of course, could hit some good traction and just shoot off the road.
1: Yeah, which is you know a good space to be because at least you you know where you're at. And the next step to take, the stop spinning, but you don't want to get to that point, no, right? Like
0: I, I guess you're okay with talking about this issue, right? Because you've been feeling, you've been feeling that way yourself,
1: depressed, yeah, yeah. Not the deepest space of depression that I've ever been, but uh, definitely no, no zip in my step. I'm overwhelmed. Lots of things changed in my life. And change is one of my triggers. I, you know, I like to create a very safe, stable environment, which I know is not is <laughs> not how this goes. But when things start changing very rapidly, if I'm not careful in how I'm caring for myself, I can very easily slip away from my practice. And I go into shutdown, where basic care becomes really, really hard. And by basic care, I mean like wanting to do my hair to you know, not just throwing on whatever doesn't smell the funkiest and rolling out the door. Like it's very noticeable in my life. The the getting to there though, like I don't always know when I'm spinning, unless I can catch myself in the spinning, or how long I've been spinning. I guess you know, because you're just kind of holding on at the time, going, "Holy shit." <laughs>
0: In your case, when you're feeling like this, you, you said you try to isolate yourself.
1: I do. You shut down.
0: So what do you do? What, how do you isolate yourself?
1: Um, I don't reach out to friends. I have very low desire to engage with um, even my work. Dishes. Everything I do seems to take mass effort. And then I'm hard on myself about it, right? Like that's part of the loop that I get stuck in.
0: Uh what what happens if one of your friends throws you a line? Do you just ignore it?
1: Depends who it and is. And
0: keep paddling on your own?
1: Yeah. Yeah, just keep going. I mean, I, I do have some friends that are I'm very lucky to have, where I can tell them, like, this is where I'm at, buddy. And they've known me long enough and they they know that I've struggled with depression. So quite often they'll just shoot me a text like, Hey, you eaten? Did you eat yet? You know, like, cause that's another thing I'll do when I'm depressed is I won't feed my body. And if I well, do, I mostly want sugar.
0: <laughs> if that was my problem, then I would be a little lighter. <laughs> cause.
1: <laughs> well, and that's it. some people eat when they're depressed, right? Like it, it's such a different road for everyone.
0: Well, yeah, and we kind of talked about that in that episode that I forgot to record. <laughs> Whereas when when you're out of balance, you're going to be, you potentially are more underactive in the third chakra than I am. That's right. You'll be lacking in confidence, feel no purpose and no self-worth, etc., and feel helpless. Mm-hmm. And I'll go the other way. And I'll be critical and judgmental and running around in circles and trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. And that could be also why I grab food, because that's it's taking actions and trying mm-hmm. to fix by outside circumstances. And it still doesn't give me a sense of purpose, but it's, uh, it's just what happens.
1: I'm good if I'm moving. I'm good if I'm moving.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, at least you don't have to think about it very much when you're moving, right?
1: That's right. Where I think I just get stuck in the loops, like the continuous, just and one loop will lead into another loop, to lead into another loop. You know?
0: Yeah, and you I, have no no way to get out of no way to break the circuit.
1: No, well I do, I do. Yeah, but but I you've ha-
0: got to reach out and pull the switch.
1: <laughs> I gotta <kinda> want it, <laughs> and I do, and that's what, you know, um, in this this space of depression that I'm experiencing. Right now, it's not nearly the depths that I've been. So, um, I can personally understand the feeling of no longer wanting to be on the planet, and I am nowhere near there. I also understand being so depressed, like laying in bed for days, and just no, no want to engage. And we talked about this on on the other episode. But I really, I'd like to say it again, is that the first time I realized that the voice of God sounded like myself, I'd been laying in bed for a few days, and I just heard myself say, like, you know, get up, kid. Come on, kid, you got to get up. Let's go. Come on. And it was like the most beautiful sound I'd ever heard. So even though I haven't returned to those depths, which I would consider my personal rock bottom. Life still comes at me, meditation, no meditation, yoga, no yoga. Like life still comes at me. And I'm always returning to the same tools. But I mean, by no stretch of the imagination, can I reach a point in my practice where I feel like I'm beyond human? I'm I'm beyond being affected by life. I'm just not there yet. Or if I ever get there, I don't know. That's just not where I'm at.
0: Let's talk quick about the physical part of the third chakra.
1: Pancreas and liver.
0: Pancreas, liver, stomach?
1: Stomach, yeah.
0: heart. So now if, if it's, what's the difference if it's out of balance there? Is it always going to be the same symptoms, whether it's underactive or overactive? Like underactive, I guess, would be constipated, Right. Overactive would be irritable bowel syndrome.
1: Yeah. But they would probably hold that more into the second. Mm-hmm. Where the the pancreas creates the spark, the insulin, the that's mm-hmm. like your spark plugs in a car. The energy. The energy. That's that's the third chakra, the fire.
0: So a healthy a healthy fire is one that's putting out steady heat.
1: Just constant, yeah. Not hot and cold, hot and cold. Like that's what my furnace is doing right now, hot and cold. (laughs) And it's not, it's not effective. You know, just want it to run, want it to run warm. Because you can be overly passionate.
0: Yeah, I definitely, definitely suffered from that problem.
1: There is a strength to dispassion, and and, I don't know. People say passion, and I think it goes directly to, to sex, or you know, like. But by, by passion, I mean
0: like purpose a passion for work for instance if your work is counseling yeah which you've decided that you might be that you're going to be looking into
1: yeah that's one of my ways out of depression is to learn something new
0: so a passionless counselor sounds terrible to me yes that's that's called a computer right
1: unless you're dealing with someone who's under passionate then I like that's overly passionate so maybe someone a little bit dispassionate would even them out a little bit they'd find some more (laughs) but
0: (laughs) okay so third chakra location near the solar plexus which is uh kind of height wise it's between the belly button and the bottom of the rib cage right Mm -hmm. and then of course back towards the spine Mm -hmm. the element is fire Mm -hmm. so if we have a steady banked fire that's giving us energy that's what we're that's what we're looking for, yeah. Our main issues are uh, self-esteem, how you fit into society, uh, basically self-worth gives you you get your confidence from this area.
1: Your space of individual pursuit. like the third chakra would be like what propels you to do the thing that doesn't seem logical, but your heart's telling you should do it. And having the security and the strength and the, the courage, I would say courage lives very strongly in the third chakra to, to move in a direction that might not seem entirely logical. Like when I decided to go to Indonesia to take my yoga teacher training and I had a toddler (laughs) the, it was nothing but third chakra that got me there. Courage and the want to, to progress in myself.
0: And that's also uh, trying a new activity and making a change to get the fire going again.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why, yeah. Going to school usually, I mean, it doesn't, I've taken free online university courses. There's the Khan Academy that offers university level courses for free. So it's not always an invested program, like where I'm investing financial resources because they haven't always been there that active space of learning usually can draw me out of those looping thoughts of depression and anxiety
0: the fire analogy works for that because when you first go to school you throw a bunch of fresh wood on a fire
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then over 20 years if you just stay doing the exact same thing your fire turns to ashes and you got nothing left you didn't put any more wood on you need uh, new new things fresh wood
1: fresh wood For the and fire quality you can even go with the quality of the wood is the how you're treating your body
0: yeah that's true food,
1: Justin because when I'm depressed I love sugar
0: that's just small pieces of kindling that burn fast
1: yeah dry <laughs> I don't know if you ever burned lots of ash quick burn you know? <laughs> and yeah like how much well in, in the deepest space of my depression I'll, I'll avoid food altogether so then, I'm just burning hot. You start burning yourself up. In that, your body starts using what it's storing in order to survive.
0: I think for some people, that that's how they how they uh, they get they sink low. They they isolate. They're maybe not eating much, not doing anything new. Like nothing, no new stuff is going in. Mm-hmm. They're just like closing off, banking their own fire right up.
1: Mm-hmm. No life you know like when you're eating vegetables you're eating life you're eating cells to replenish your cells right whether they're carnivorous cells or they're you know omnivorous omnivorous cells is that right you're still eating life where if you're depressed and you're eating chips well there's no they've fried all the life
0: out of the chips or a ramen
1: a ramen yeah there's no life in ramen <laughs> I mean you might be able to spruce that up with a couple vegetables, but I don't I don't know how I think you might just find balance in that. <laughs> um am I moving my body? Am I moving, am I physically moving? And and we spoke of that earlier as well. Is that are you running around like a chicken with your head cut off? Just over-moving, or are you under-moving? Right? When I'm depressed, I need a more active yoga. And I think that when someone who has the capacity to run when they're depressed they need more of a yin style soft yoga because you can cultivate the fire within with the yoga poses i don't know if you've ever been doing yoga and felt the heat come from the inside definitely yeah and that so the yoga poses are like pills some of them are fire inducing so you'll find runners love power yoga which is great but it's already feeding it's still just feeding that that fire right like they're just keeping blowing on all furnaces that's just wide open right the, f- the dampener is wide open so those fire poses you know feel comfortable for them because they're already running where if you were to th- probably throw them in a yin class they'd be twitching all over the place because their their mind doesn't want to do that where me because i get really slow and lethargic and um, just lumpy i need to i need sun salutations warriors Mm
0: -hmm. okay so what about people let's say being out of balance is what makes you the most productive i run into these people online i I don't don't get into these conversations in in real life but they might think that to be a really successful person you have to actually be unbalanced now I i disagree with this idea but uh they might say, for instance, like, I'm more like a runner. I need to go, go, go. I don't need anything that slows me down. That's actually counterproductive. If you look at all the famous people in the world, they were all way out of balance. And I kind of think more like along the terms of a a car engine that's not tuned right. It doesn't matter whether you got to go 100 miles an hour or you're just putting down the road. If you have uh, eight cylinders and only seven of them are firing, then then you're just not efficient
1: yeah I could agree, but what is success like what what do you want to cultivate in your life? and some people think that the more financial stability that they can provide themselves that's their their success you know?
0: but i th- I think that if you're balanced in the third chakra, you can still be financially successful it, it's oh yeah, that's not um being out of balance there won't boost you is what I'm saying no. No, you I, might be able to. You might be able to get there out of balance.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. But you,
0: but you could also get there in balance.
1: And what's best for you? And where are they getting to? Like I'm still convinced the top of the mountain's death. What are you? Where are you? What are you getting to? And and that's where the yoga and the meditation come in. Is that it doesn't necessarily fix my problems, but I'm to a point within my practice where I can see where I'm at if I can get myself on my mat.
0: Let's talk about masks again for a second. And yes, we already talked about masks in that episode that I forgot to record. (laughs) But you were saying that masks are a trigger for you. Yeah. And we kind of came down to it's probably throwing your third chakra energy out of balance.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's, um, when I was, I was roofied and, um, I isolated for a really long time because I didn't know who did it. And I started to gain confidence in going out. And so I've been noticing that every time I go to Walmart or Costco, I'm getting to the car with that kind of same anxiety. And I hadn't experienced it for a really, really long time. And uh, it came down to that the ability, inability to see people's faces was triggering me. 'Cause there was this one time I was in Walmart and I turned a corner and I had seen this man and he was there with his family and he looked at me and he turned five shades of white, like he'd seen a ghost. And there was something in me that just knew. And that moment, even though I didn't confront him, I never said anything, or I didn't ask him, um, I knew I could trust myself in knowing, and it was facial expression. So to have people's faces hidden is is a trigger for me. Apparently, I didn't know it at the time. I couldn't figure out until I actually took some time to sit with it. You know.
0: Yeah, I think masks are causing a lot of people troubles, and that's why there's so many people that are that are against wearing them. It's a uh, science aside whether whether it helps or doesn't help. It's uh, triggering them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whether it's because they think that they're going to look dumb or. They can't see people's expressions, so they can't trust them, or whatever's going on there. But there's something going on in their subconscious minds regarding masks. Mm
1: -hmm. I like to be able to see their faces. Uh, The trigger's mine. No amount of freaking out is going to change anything. So I need to sit and figure out a new pathway to find peace.
0: Okay, well, we talked about a bunch of things that that can go wrong, like how you can get out of balance and how... Uh, through chakra can be causing you trouble like you, it affects your well being and mental and emotional state more than anything as well as the physical but so what can we do?
1: For me, it's uh, take action on my mat to get it out of my body. And what happens is that with yoga, I've gotten to a point where it brings me into a space of presence, which stops the loops. So it's like it washes it all away because thoughts are like snowballs rolling down a hill, right? Starts off with one little shred of doubt, and the next thing, next thing you know, I'm trying to find meaning or reason in things that I cannot. And that's trauma based. That need to find meaning behind everything, or that's that is trauma based. And it's quite, it can be quite normal in the mystical end of things, right? I work in a metaphysical store, so I, there's, there's books on finding meaning and everything, you know? <laughs> and, I, and I feel like the, the nonstop quest for meaning or signs takes me so far away from the present and into my mind that it's useless. I feel like it's important to understand that it's been a lot of self-inquiry to realize quicker and quicker and quicker when I'm heading into a space of depression and anxiety. And that's really what the yoga and the meditation have brought me. They, they haven't they haven't squashed it dead by any stretch of the imagination, but the effects have lessened, and I'm able to catch myself a little sooner before I head into the rabbit hole where I can bring meaning to anything.
0: I think that's, <clears throat> for all of these uh meditation or yoga all or any associated paths they give you self-awareness a way to find out what what you're really doing inside
1: because i can't think about the outside it's going to continue in all sorts of chaotic circles
0: (laughs) oh yeah all you can do is change your reactions or at least know your reactions even if you can't change them there's certain things um from having gone through abuse that I'm just, they're triggers that are maybe buried pretty, you know, too deep. (laughs) They're hard to change. Mm -hmm. Maybe you shouldn't change them. Maybe they're just supposed to be, but at least I'm learning what they are.
1: Who am I? How do I want to engage in life? And I feel like that's an important, an important thing to mention about new age yoga, spirituality and meditation where Everyone's selling a master class or head guru or um, it's not about what your teacher knows. It's about them on their own quest. You know, just like the students are on their quest. There's no knowing in any of it. And there's no righteousness in it at all. It's simply a space to learn to cultivate an inner knowing and self-realization. And if you are being sold that in order for you to be appropriate, you need to become like your teacher. Do you know what I mean? Like when there's this ideal of what a yoga practice will bring you, that that is the biggest service to yoga. Um, I wanted to be really honest about depression and teaching in that I feel that some people are depressed and they might not know that they are or they might be experiencing anxiety and they might not know that that's what's going on panic, you know, and it's been an absolute pleasure for me to take yoga to places and people who never thought that they could practice or that it was beyond them because there's a specific image that is being sold on yoga's behalf. And for me, it it really is my anti-anxiety medication and just like any medication if you if you have some sort of mental affliction or predisposition um lots of times you'll see people will start taking their their physical medications their pharmaceutical medications and they'll start to feel good and then they'll they'll get off their meds even if the meds are helping and that's the reason that they're feeling good and i i have seen within myself that i will do that with my practice it is my medicine and i will put it to the side, almost like the space of depression becomes addicting. And it does to a certain extent because I'm riding my biological, I'm, I'm riding my endocrine system. I get used to having so much adrenaline in my body because everything is terrifying that I reach a point where my body can no longer sustain releasing that amount of adrenaline and I physically shut down so yeah
0: well thanks for talking about your uh, your feelings <laughs> sharing what's going on with you
1: thanks for hearing me thanks for being real peoples <laughs> <laughs> where i can show up as i am And i mean and thanks because i mean the third chakra really is the space of change where you would grab a hold of the, the horns of your life, you know, and you ride your yak right up the mountain. <laughs> like, um, if you are confident in your third chakra, you're going to invite people on the journey that that help you. If you're coming from a space of non-deserving or depression, you're going to invite people on the journey that may make the journey harder. You know, where you're, where you're seated in yourself depends on the direction that your life takes. And that you are fully in control. It's not about a guru or a teacher. It's like you are the creator. I am the creator. So I can, you know, change what I can, take the pressure off where I can, but I have to want to. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, let's do a quick recap of things you could do if you think your third chakra is out of whack. So, of course, we're going to say meditation and yoga because that's that's what we always say <laughs> but we could also say time spent in nature we never really covered that but and i guess that depends on the person and where you live this might not be your thing as much but most people can get back into balance by spending some time in the real world in the natural world
1: mm-hmm. seek help if you need
0: it yeah definitely uh helpline numbers are just uh A Google search away these days Mm -hmm. for any part of the world.
1: That's right. Or find a a good counselor. Um, An old friend. An old friend.
0: Or a new friend, whichever. As long as you reach out. Yeah. That's that's a circuit breaker, right? If you can, reach out.
1: And it's okay to be where you're at. It's okay to be where you're at.
0: Or you could try throwing some new wood on the fire, go into a new course, move, try something new,
1: shake it up. <laughs> I
0: have to <laughs> I walk want- it. Walk a different way to work. Whatever. That's right. Okay. Well, thanks again for talking about your 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 emotional state right now.
1: Well, thanks for hearing me. And I'm, I mean, I'm okay. I know where I'm at. Um, looking at passion, I got. Courses on the go. I've got uh, a new direction to take. I've got amazing support group. You know, I appreciate the the support and the wanting to spread the message.
0: Okay, well, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap up here.
1: Awesome. We'll have a wonderful. Have wrap. a good.
0: Yeah, you too. Definitely have a great day. I will. Or okay. as good as you can.
1: Right. Just keep going. <laughs> <Keep> go. <going. laughs>